Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, everyone, to another exciting hour of our Infinite Love Talk Radio here on our favorite place to be on a Saturday at 5 p.m. That's right, and you can join us live in our conversation anytime by calling in at 347-215-8305. Or by going into our chat room throughout the entire show. And today we are discussing the non-committal mate the mate that just does not want to commit to the relationship, be it fear or whatever. Here are some of the reasons we feel a person just may not be ready. Yes, babe, I have number one, timing. It just may not be the right time. They may feel to commit as with a commitment comes a lot of responsibility, so they might not be ready to commit at that particular time, so the timing might not be right, babe. That's right, and they may just feel like, you know, well, if I, if I, you know, was asked this or if I felt like, you know, it was, it was a better time. You know, some people might have just left a, a prior relationship, you guys. Some people might, you know, have had a, a family emergency or crisis. It could just be so many different things, and I get from a lot of women that email us and call us and just people, period, you know, couples and everything, how do you guys do it or what should we do and that type of thing, and I'm always telling them, be patient and communicate, talk about that because it could be something that they're feeling inside and it's not you as their mate that they don't want to commit to you. Maybe it's some other issues going on. So um, next we have sacrifice. And, um, you know, commit with commitment does come sacrifice. So, you know, there, there's a lot of things you'll have to sacrifice. When you're committed in a relationship, that doesn't mean get angry and storm away and not want to finish talking about the discussion. Sometimes, though, it is good to give a few minutes of breathing room, and then if both parties are mature, they can come back to the conversation a few minutes later, an hour later, or whenever. But most of the time, that sacrifice is going to be if my mate wants me to do something with them versus me going out with my friends or if they want me to take a trip with them, a business trip, and be there for moral support, I need to make that sacrifice and do it, you know, all kinds of different things. So that might be um, something that's scaring your mate as well is they feel like, you know, can I make the sacrifices that's going to be necessary to be in a committed relationship? What do you think, babe? No question, baby. I I know that one of the big Mm -hmm. sacrifices, I would say, is time. You know, all of a sudden before you Mm -hmm. are in this committed relationship, you have all the time in the world. You can do whatever you want and go wherever you want. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you're committed, but with the time is taken away and what people maybe don't understand sometimes is that you can spend that same time with the person doing those same activities and all that different type of stuff so time and uh can affect the sacrifice in a commitment so uh if you're looking at commitment and sacrifice is staring you in the face it's not a big thing to get over i also yes baby i also have freedom some people feel confined and not free to do whatever they want when they think of commitment, baby. And that's, I know, a, a big giant one is freedom because all of a sudden, just like time, you feel like your freedom is taken or you, you can't do the things that you may feel that you want to do exactly when you want to do it. What do you think about that, baby? I would most definitely have to say freedom is a big one. Um, I hear a lot, you know, from people saying, I just, I can't be free to do what I want. And it's like, well, if you find a mate or if you are with your mate and you guys find what you have in common, you can usually do them together. So you would still have the freedom. But talk about it. Find out what each of you are expecting and then try to make it happen from there. But I definitely would say freedom is one of the other reasons that might be making your mate afraid to commit. Um, The next one we have is peer pressure. A lot of people, men and women alike, fall into that category where they are getting pressure from their peers on whether or not, you know, they should commit, you know, at whatever age they are. And even grown-ups experience, and I know a lot of people go, oh, well, young teens or high school people go through that, but not adults, not college-age kids and stuff. But they do. Everyone goes through peer pressure, and the best thing to do with that is find out what makes you happy in your life and do not fall under peer pressure. 
I, I agree with you on this one, baby. And I, I think it's peer pressure is a big one, like you said. A lot of people mm-hmm. look at peer pressure and they think, you know, it's kind of something that might be childish, whereas, you know, you get guys that want to go out and maybe drink, have a brew or something like that. But, baby, do you think that peer pressure is bigger for guys, would you say, or is that something that is, you know, 50-50 and the girls put on the peer pressure also? Yeah, I would definitely have to say girl, women, girls, everybody, females and males alike, go go for that. And my, you know, I, I always have tried to say, you know, I'm a Leo, so everybody's like, oh, my God, Leos are, you know, bossy or whatever. Um, actually, they are very strong and, and much of a leader, and I've always tried to lead in that way by example and let people know, especially my girlfriends, don't fall under peer pressure. You have to blaze your own trail, and I think you're the same way. I mean, even though you're a Taurus, you've done the same thing, led, you know, by example. And, um, yeah, definitely peer pressure is something that a lot of people fall for and don't, guys. Okay, the next one is already in a relationship. Either you or your mate might already be in a relationship, so that's why you can't commit. That's, you know, although we hate, you know, that that's the case, a lot of times, more often than not, that's what it is. So you you got to know within yourself, is if I'm talking to someone that's already committed to some, or not committed, I shouldn't say, but in a relationship, what are the chances of them wanting to commit to me? Not only is that not a good, you know, tree to be barking up, you shouldn't be involved, and you should really tell that person that you'd be more interested in being friends than anything else. And when they are free and emotionally free, because being free from your from your prior relationship and still being emotionally tied to it, it's not really conducive to trying to get in a new relationship. So make sure that they're free physically and emotionally before you even think about uh, starting any type of a, of a relationship with them. But that's usually one of the reasons that people are afraid to commit to, and you may be aware of it or you may not be. Talk, communicate, find out, if, and tell the person. Be understanding and say, the last thing I want to do is ruin a relationship that you may be involved in So I'm going to step aside, and I'll be your friend, and I wish you the best. And when you are free emotionally and physically, give me a call. Yeah, baby, I I would say that already being in a relationship is a telltale sign for people to look for because if someone's going to do something like that to somebody else, chances are good they may do that to you. So you really have to be careful and make sure that, like my wife said, you're barking up the right mm-hmm. tree Definitely. and make sure that, that they have detached themselves. And uh, you, you may want to be the long-distance friends, and then once that is ready, you can step into that arena, but not until then because that is, sometimes can be a, a difficult situation. I also have a fear, fear of not measuring up maybe to other friends or couples mm-hmm. um, and or fear of also babe, being able to be faithful, I think mm-hmm. is a big one. What do you think about that? I would definitely have to say that is a huge one, everybody. Being fearful, you know whether or not you're in fear, and you may feel like, oh, my God, I get in this relationship, and, you know, this person is expecting me to be this or that or expecting me to do this or that. If you don't know, everybody, you know, has fear of the unknown. So there again, communicate, find out what they're expecting, and that should help you get through that point. And as far as being fearful of not being able to be faithful, only the individual knows whether or not they can commit to someone and actually save themselves for that person. That's the specialness of being in a relationship, in a committed relationship, is I don't have those worries that some of these other people that's not in a monogamous faithful, committed relationship has, and that's where there's other emotional ties. There's, um, you know, you know, we're strong advocates for HIV and AIDS awareness. There's those kind of things that can happen. There's sexually transmitted diseases that can be spread. There's kids that can come out of a relationship. You know, it's just so many different emotional ups and downs that is involved, and it's just not something that I would recommend to anyone be involved in, you know, let alone trying to commit to a mate that is already, you know, seeing a bunch of other people. So definitely, you know, fear of not being able to be faithful is a big one, honey. Yeah, I I agree with you. And I I think a lot of the times if you've never been in a committed Mm -hmm. relationship, maybe you don't know what to expect and there isn't the communication of the expectations. So this fear is running through you so you're not knowing if you're going to be able to, like we said, measure up, live up. And those are the things that the individual has to conquer. But then also you have to conquer it at the same time together because now now it's not just you who is in this relationship. You have a partner, so you have to face mm-hmm. that fear together. And maybe you're honest enough to open up and say, you know what, I'm a little nervous. I've never done this before, or whatever the case may be, to face that fear, tackle it. You do it together, and that's what builds strength also. 
Oh, that's most definitely the truth, honey. And then we got you guys the lack of understanding what it is that their mate wants. Communication is very important in connecting with your mate and knowing what they expect. If you don't know, it's very hard to therefore move forward. And if you're assuming, you know, a lot of my girlfriends have called and said, okay, Jackie, listen. I've been dating this guy or whatever. I really like him a lot. He says he cares for me. You know, we love each other, whatever. We're spending a lot of time together. But why is it he doesn't want to be committed? I want the kind of commitment you and Doug shares. And like I tell everybody, first and foremost, please do not compare your relationship to what we share. We're not going to compare our relationship to what someone else might share. Always make your relationship your very own. And that's what we talk a lot about in our book, No Ordinary Love is you have to make sure that you can make your relationship with your mate anything you want it to be. And it will be a lot grander and greater if you're just setting your own expectations and standards and living up to those and not of ours. Um, Secondly, you, you have to talk. You have to communicate. You have to say, okay, this is what I'm feeling, and tell me if I'm right or wrong. It's better to make it into a fun, um, lighthearted discussion than a serious conversation or to lecture the person like, oh, I don't feel you're committing, I don't feel you're this. No one wants to to be involved in that or feel like they're being um, hollered at or yelled at or treated that way. So always try to keep the lines of communication open in a gentle kind of way, but definitely communicate, wouldn't you say that? Yes, I I would say speak, just open your mouth and do not assume. And, babe, to kind of give analogy, I kind of would say maybe related to school, like you're turning in a paper and you, you write it down and then you get it back and you're like, I got a bad grade. What is this? Because you have mm-hmm. the ability to do it, but you don't know exactly what the teacher wants. So then once you know, <laughs> if you don't know, ask questions. Open your mouth and say, hey, what about this? What about that? And as you guys talk and go back and forth, all of a sudden now you know exactly what is expected, and you're going to get that, that A-plus that you're looking for, baby. Oh, most definitely. You guys can call us and jump on the conversation live. Um, we got callers on the line. I've unblocked all of the calls, so you can definitely jump right in and it wasn't like I was blocking you guys out it was just that I forgot to to unlock them so um, you know call us 347-215-8305 and you can join us live or go in our chat room there's people in there chatting thank you guys we see you we're trying to keep up with you and next I just want to recap real quick before we move to the next part and that's again timing sacrifice freedom peer pressure Already in a relationship, fear or lack of understanding are usually reasons why your mate doesn't want to commit. Baby, and I also, and here are a few tips on working through commitment and helping your mate to feel better about taking that next step. That's right, and we, this is the first one. Communicate. Tell your mate how much you love them and want to be in a committed And that's very important, especially nowadays, everybody, a committed relationship with them and your expectations of what it is. Make sure, and it's better if you list them out. I'm a big list person, and we've talked about that lots of times on our shows. Make a list. Maybe you put your top five priorities. Okay, I want this committed relationship with you, and I want you to respect my feelings. I want you to spend say amount of days with me during the week. I want you to open up and talk to me when there's something bothering you and not be stubborn. I'm just giving you guys examples. I don't know your situation. So definitely list out your five top priorities and start there and just say, honey, you know, make it a joke. Let's talk about it. I want to tell you what I expect and you tell me what you expect and then see if a committed relationship is something that you can both even be involved in because if it's not, you got to run in a different direction. That's right, babe. Communication being number one is big, big, big. Number two, I have honesty. Be honest first with yourself about the relationship. If it seems like it is not the right one for you, Mm -hmm. I would say, babe, let it go. Because you have to be careful not to make the relationship relationship into something that it is not. Because a lot of the times you can do that because you want it so bad, you're Mm -hmm. pushing, you're pushing, you're pushing, and you just really have to open up and say, okay, maybe this isn't the relationship that I thought it was, and you may have to move on. Or that communication comes into effect, and all of a sudden you find out that there's just some little tweaking that needs to happen, and this is the right person for me. That's right, and honesty, as my husband said, it's huge, you guys. Be honest with yourself, be honest with your mate, expect that from them, and demand that from them. You can't accept anything less because you'll find yourself in a situation that you don't want to be in. So if you make that clear, you won't have any problems, hopefully. The next one is unconditional love. Try to be patient and not offer ultimatums to your mate because pressure busts pipes. In other words, it may make the situation worse. And sometimes just being understanding and giving the person time is all the person will need to be able to make the commitment 
to the relationship. And um, I don't want to sound contradictory because I know I just commented that you have to demand your respect and honesty. But when I say ultimatum, you know how sometimes your girlfriend or your, your friend might say, girl, I told him if he don't commit by next Friday at 6 o'clock, I'm leaving him and I'm going to go be with Joe. Okay, don't do that because that right there sometimes will make the person really, really retreat and run in a different direction. It's better to just say, you know what, I'm going to be patient with you. Of course, set yourself a quiet timeline that you know about inside and say, I'm going to set this this timeline, and in a month, if I don't feel that we've made any steps in a direction of commitment, I'm going to sit down and talk with my mate. If then I give him another two-week leeway and he or she, we don't still have it in that two weeks, you got to start reevaluating the situation. Maybe it's just not going to be right, but I'm not saying you have to give yourself six weeks. I'm just saying set yourself quiet timelines and then make your moves based on those. Don't randomly, if you see your girlfriend and, your, and her husband or her boyfriend out at the movies and they look loving and happy, say, oh, that's it. I'm going home, I'm going to call him, and I'm going to cuss him out because he ain't trying to be right with me. Don't think that and don't react you know, quickly. Think your thoughts through, and that's unconditional love. No question. You don't want to react too soon, baby. Unconditional love takes us definitely into this next one that is very, very big, and that is friendship. This is very essential as well because to be fully committed, everyone, to a relationship, you both must be friends as well. You have to feel like you can open yourself up to that person in the relationship. And this for I'm speaking for the guys can be very scary sometimes because if you open yourself up obviously you're open yourself up maybe to hurt because <laughs> this might not be the right person but that is the beauty of a committed relationship that you open yourself up and you trust and all of a sudden that friendship that that both of you need can blossom into something that is beautiful and fulfilling for not only you but your mate as well baby Oh most definitely honey and I have to reiterate friendship is very important find out again like we talked about earlier Find out what they like, what you like, combine it together, compromise, do things you enjoy doing together. It's nothing like being able to be mates and also best friends. It's it's hard enough out here to trust other people as it is. So if you if you can have that friendship in your relationship, that's gonna be one of the mainstays of what makes you guys last. And then the next one and final one is stability. The foundation of your relationship is the glue that will ultimately hold it all together. There must be this key element in place for your mate to feel comfortable committing to the relationship and to you. So stability, that's very, very, very important. And I want to talk a little bit about stability, honey. And I can say if you're in a relationship where your mate is open enough to want to communicate back with you, you're blessed. Because so many times, oftentimes you find yourself in situations where one of you are, are a communicator and the other one isn't, and you find yourself trying to open that person up. Nothing is more frustrating. So try to be the best friend you could possibly be. Would you do that to your guy friend or your girlfriend? You would try to listen to her. They could call at 2 o'clock in the morning, and you're kind of mad, and you're like, Sheila, why are you calling me at 2? But you listen when they vent. Do right. the same thing for your mate. You have to have that stability. They have to know that no matter what happens, however I'm feeling, whatever thoughts I'm having, my relationship is stable enough for me to go to my mate and talk to them. So that way we have that. That's called a foundation. You're building something to grow from. And that's the key element, I think, that is the glue in any relationship. So if you want that commitment, start with stability and say, I'm going to give them strength. I'm going to give them, you know, solidness. They're going to know here is where they can come and, and everything's okay, like a person feels when they have a home and they grow up with their family. Everybody returns home, right, babe? That's right. And, and I mean, stability is huge because a tree is only as strong as its roots and mm -hmm. a relationship is only as strong as the stability that you give it. And once you start enforcing stability and showing your mate that you're stable and that you're there for them, they will reciprocate that. And all of a sudden, when both of you start doing it, it just becomes better and better and better. And stability is a big one. And, babe, I want to comment because you just said something that we didn't put on here but I think kind of goes in, mm -hmm. is compromise. You have to be able to compromise. And that's not saying compromise your morals or anything like that. What it's saying is you have to be able to work together, and that shows stability. That's right. I agree 100%, you guys, and everybody is on the line. Feel free to jump right in. I've unlocked your phone, so you can say something if you got any tips or ideas for our listeners out there. i got a lot of emails, everybody wanting to discuss this. This is a hot topic, a hot subject, and everybody wants to feel like, you know, in a relationship that, that they, their feelings and their thoughts matter. 
So just definitely jump in anytime you're ready. If you guys are in the chat room, you can see kind of how people are filling in there. There's a lot of conversations going on. I can't even keep up with all of them, but um, I definitely see that there's people in there making comments as such with the four-way thing, and I have to, you know, touch on that one more time. That is not acceptable. Being in a relationship with someone and because you love them and they're your everything does not mean you have to accept them dating other people. Now, I'm not knocking folks for having open relationships. That's not something that we advocate or are a part of, but we're not downing anyone for that either. So I definitely don't want no one to feel like we're pointing fingers. We're just saying that the type of things that we condone is a faithful, happy, monogamous, strong, loving relationship where everyone could feel whole. No question about it, baby. I, I really think that that is the key, and and I, I go but right back to stability. Is if if your mate knows that you are all about them, they are all about you. It makes you comfortable. It allows you to do all these things that we've talked about in having a friendship, unconditional love, honesty, communicating, opening up, so that both of you can be on the same page in an environment that allows you to feel like you can open up and say and do these things that you, you might not feel comfortable doing outside. And all of a sudden, if you feel like your mate's cheating on you or whatever, that isn't the best environment. So you have to be able to communicate, open up, and talk about it, babe. Oh, most definitely. And um, I just got an email um, from someone saying, um, do you think that it has a lot to do, Doug and Jackie, do you think that it has a lot to do with the way you're brought up? Your fear of commit a person's fear of commitment, and I would definitely I'll address it, and then definitely, honey, I want you to address it. I would definitely say that has something to do with it. If you didn't have them, nothing to really um, see, uh, an example to see growing up, that might might be harder to understand what total and true commitment is. But if information is everywhere, and always follow your heart. If your heart is saying, I really like this person, I really love this person, I don't want to hurt them, I want to be faithful to them, I want to give them everything that I would want them to give to me. Follow that. It's very easy to do. Um, the people that did get an example, sometimes they have a problem committing because they feel like they can't live up to what they saw their parents or their aunts or other mentors in their life do. So they could still have a fear as well. And it's just it's with every individual. And it's best to, if you feel you're in, in a situation with your mate and you, you can't figure out why is it that they won't commit. They, their parents been married for 40 years. What is their problem? Are they a weirdo? <laughs> you know, don't think that. There's books, there's there's all kinds of stuff in the library. There's so many there's our book. Our book I think helps a lot of people because it shows where me and my husband come from, our backgrounds, our differences and how we grew together. And it it'll show, you know, ways and examples for you to see how it can be overcame. And you can always Google it. I'm a big Google advocate and put in there you know, counselors or um, free advice on relationships. There's so many different ways where you can go and find more information. But the main thing is just sitting down and talking to your mate and asking them what are they afraid of or what is making them not want to commit and then try to work with them and they'll love you for it. Yeah, I, I agree, baby. I, I think your upbringing has a lot to do with whether you are fearful, whether you're not, whether you can commit or you can't. But the one thing that you have to understand is that anyone at any particular time, your your situation doesn't dictate your destiny and what's going to happen because you can change the game, change what I call the paradigm, and all of a sudden there's a swing and it goes from one thing to the next. Mm -hmm. And then you teach your children that this is more along the lines of what you need to be doing because maybe I saw something different from my parents, and now I want to do it this way. And I want to show you that this is the way to do it. Because a lot of the times, maybe you get a bad example, but that bad example is put there for you to see it so that you would know what you don't want That's to do. Right. Because sometimes we take the good example for granted, mm -hmm. and then we go and dabble on the other side. When you take maybe that bad one and you say, look, I'm going to do it something different. I'm going to teach my children something different, and I'm going to try to swing the paradigm in a different direction. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. And the lines are lit up. Jump in whenever you guys want. We're moving right along. I want to give you a disclaimer. Um, and remember, this is just our feelings on the subject, and we do not purport to be relationship counselors okay, or Dr. <laughs> Phil or Mrs. Phil, but merely your friends sharing with you our thoughts. And we'll move on into top news and hot tips. And by the way, I hope we were able to help you guys to 
um, you know, just share with you some ideas and suggestions, email us. We'd love to hear your thoughts and stuff. You can email us at Jackie Christ- sales at JackieChristie.com or go to JackieChristie.com, and there's a, that's just the main hub for all of everything Doug and Jackie Christie. You can reach our emails there. You can go to our MySpaces there. You can go to our other companies there, anything and everything, if you go to JackieChristie.com. And um, the first thing we have in top news is the shock jock Howard Stern gives marriage a second try. He married his longtime girlfriend, Beth Ostrowski, this Friday. That's good, huh? Wow. Go Howard. <laughs> we know Howard, yes. guys, everybody that might not know. Yeah. <laughs> Go Howard. We had a good time going on his show and visiting with him and playing around with him about a year and a half ago, and he is a great guy. I was scared to death. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you guys. I'm like, I am not going on Howard Stern. He's going to eat us up because you know all the stuff out there and this and that. And we just had a ball. My husband actually wore a... Um, we took a Gucci dog leash that we have. It wasn't for a dog, but we took it, and it was just a part of the propaganda and the fun that we were having because everybody was making fun that we have such a committed relationship. So we decided, well, who better to go on and mess with Howard and put this, take this leash in here? And it was so it was six o'clock in the morning, still dark outside in New York City when we got on the show. Yeah. And, it was so much fun, wasn't it? <laughs> Howard was something else. I you, you hear him all the time, and you're just like, "Wow, that guy!" But he was great, baby. I had a, that was one of uh, the the best interviews. Fun time, fun time. Oh, very much so. And it says the 180 guests that attended the lavish wedding, including Joan Rivers, Barbara Walters, Billy Joel, um, Steve Sharipa, Chevy Chase, Tommy Mottola, and Donald and Melina Trump, to name a few. They dined on tuna takaki. I don't know what that is. Mm. Scrambled eggs, and I know what scrambled eggs is, with white <laughs> truffles and strip sea bass with caviar washed down with the wine and champagne. I'm sure it came in, but it was flew in on its own private jet from Paris. Um, songwriter Phoebe Snow serenaded the newlyweds with You Send Me. You know that song, You, you Send Me. me. You <laughs> We're not go. singers, y'all. We just lovers. Uh. And, and Joel, Billy Joel, crooned The Stranger. So it sounds like it was great. And, and, and Howard, if you're listening... Congratulations, many, many, many years of married bliss. We wish you nothing but the best, and when we come back on your show, we're going to tease you about being a married man now. Yes, we are. we got some questions for you now, Howard. But <laughs> number two, the U.S. Navy identifies a lost World War II submarine, mm-hmm. baby. The Navy has confirmed the wreckage of a sunken vessel found last year off the Aleutian Islands is that of the USS Grunion, which disappeared during World War II. Underwater video footage and pictures captured by the expedition hired by the sons of fallen commanding officer, Lieutenant Commander Amert Abel. This announcement will help, obviously, give closure to the families of the 70 crewmen of the Grunion. Baby, the Grunion was last heard from July 30, 1942. So, so those people, I'm sure, are, are breathing a sigh of relief that now, you know, I can I can bury um, my father, my whatever, and and give them a respectful burial, not knowing where they are. That that is something else. That's right. And our thoughts and prayers go out to them, and congratulations that they were able to get closure on that. The next one we have is O.J. Simpson and his co-defendant. They were both found guilty. This is not a good day for a lot of people, and I feel so sorry for Mr. Simpson. We don't personally know him, but it's just sad when any of these things happen. We don't do nothing but advocate peace on all fronts. And it says on all charges last night in Nevada, um, they were then immediately taken into custody after they were found guilty. They both faced 20 years to life in prison, and, um, again, our thoughts and prayers go out to them and their families. Wow, they, that is something else. I got also, now listen mm-hmm. to this one, babe. This one really is, I, I don't know <laughs> what to say. A seven-year-old boy breaks into a popular zoo in Australia and feeds several live animals to the resident crocodile. No. Yes, the child, <laughs> not, not only was did they find the child, but the child was captured on surveillance video as he, listen to me now, bashes several lizards to death with a rock. Then what? he feeds them and other animals, mind you, to the, to the 11-foot <laughs> crocodile. In all, the child killed 13 animals. And the funny thing is in uh, northern Australia, they cannot press charges uh, on a child that is under 10 years of age. So wow to that one. I don't know. That, that was kind of crazy. <laughs> that, that is crazy. And then we got, oh, my God, I don't even want to comment on that because I first of all, I <laughs> believe it's true, but I know it is. 
that is nuts. Where were the and parents at? The alligator or the crocodile didn't get the little boy. Well, he they, he was feeding him, so oh, he so was he like was throwing it was, over the wall. Whatever he was doing, he was like, yes, feed That's me. That's terrible. That's terrible. Okay, next, you guys, we have in our top news. Politicians are battling over voters' attire. So if you are going to go in and vote, you might not want to wear a T-shirt advocating your favorite um, politician because they're saying that they're not going to allow it. They're trying to do that, actually. They're trying to put it into being a rule. It says the Associated Press is reporting that Sue Nace thought election volunteers were joking when they told her that she would have to remove her T-shirt to vote in the presidential primaries last spring. But it was no laughing matter to the poll workers turned fashion police who said Nace's Obama T-shirt was inappropriate electioneering and made her cover the writing before casting her ballot. So it is um, now a political fight over the voters, what they can wear and stuff at the polls is headed to court in Pennsylvania. With the Republican Party favoring a dress code, meaning yes, cover up, hide, don't wear it, and Democratic Democrats, <laughs> excuse me, opposed. And sounds kind of familiar, huh? Uh, well, I, you can't wave your flag. I think, you know what I think it is, babe. I think that Obama's T-shirt is so cool that McCain's like, no, no, don't well, wear it. Well, I don't know, anymore. but they said that they think that it might um, have other people um, making, you know, you're kind of forcing other people to go with you by wearing that. So we'll we'll keep our eyes and ears open on that, you guys. Um, that's kind of different. Um, and then we will move right on into our love and romance section. And today we have a love quiz for you. Ooh. But the trick is you must email us on our MySpace, okay? Our MySpace is www.myspace.com, Jackie and Doug, Infinite Love. Again, I'll repeat it, www dot myspace dot com forward slash Jackie and Doug Infinite Love and the first person to get them all right we will send you a very good prize and when I say that we like getting like gifts and stuff for people so we're really gonna get you something special and um, we will also feature you on our MySpace and on our site right here and again I see all the call lines are lit up and you're all open to talk anytime you want just jump right in and here we go for the love quiz the first question is what year did Doug and I get married. Okay. Number two is what songs did we select last week on our show to be our favorite love songs? And there were two of them, y'all. There was two of them? Two of them. Make sure to write these questions down now. And then we'll go to number three. What is the name of our book we wrote together? Okay. Number four is what is the name of our reality show that's on BETJ? Okay, and it still is on, too, you guys. It's in reruns. It's a hit show. They love it, and that's why they're still rerunning it a year later and ain't paid us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but definitely um, call BET and be like, why don't you guys put their second season up there? Why are you hating? No. <laughs> and then number five is name three of the tips on making your relationship marriage work. Okay, we want you. we always talk about stuff like these are the three tips. We want you to name three of them that we've told you about. So that means you're going to have to either go into some of our archive shows or go on iTunes because we are on iTunes. Yay. Yay. And um, you can get this radio show there as well or something. And you, you, you guys just have to find – or get it in our book. And you have to find three things that we say are tips on making your marriage or relationship work. Okay, so I'm going to read them again because I know you're probably confused. These are the five questions that's in our love quiz contest. What year did Doug and I get married? Honey, you're going to – what song did we select last week on our show here to be our favorite love songs? There were two of them. What's the name of our book that we wrote together? What is the name of our reality show on BETJ? The one they hate on? Okay. And call um, in. <laughs> name three of the tips on three of our tips on making your relationship or marriage work that we always talk about. And if you can do that, again, you email your answers to our MySpace page, and you know how you go in there and you send mail. You guys have to be a member of MySpace, so to do this, so you might have to join them, sorry. Or you can always email it to us at our JackieChristie.com email, too, and I'll accept them there. We'll accept them there, right, Dave? That's right. Okay. The first one to get them right will be the winner. <laughs> Definitely. And the MySpace is www.myspace.com forward slash Jackie and Doug Infinite Love. Now, yeah. what, baby, what if they win and they're like, don't feature me, though. I don't want my picture up. <laughs> well, then, okay, of course, you guys, with your approval, we'll okay. feature you. We can't just feature somebody we don't even know their name. So <laughs> just, would you send us your name? Actually, put in there, you're right, honey, that was great. That was a disclaimer. We're not going to get sued. So put your name and say, you have my permission to put my face all over your website, my contact information, my birth certificate, and social security number. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking, you guys. We're having a little bit of fun, but guess what? It's about that time, so I think I better try to um, – let you know that it's um, time for 
That, that's the lip drum roll. I hear that music, and that music always means that we will be bringing back the one, the only sports-dominated whistle. Whistle, are you out there? What's happening? Hey, I'm enjoying the windstorm currently in the weather. Can you hear it? <laughs> it's off the hook. Hey. Well, I'm doing my best for you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to grab this street sign here. I'm holding on to it. <laughs> Stay indoors. Okay, well, now. Wilson, we want to start out, uh, you know, it's now baseball season, is that's how I look at it. I wait until it gets to October and it's baseball season, and uh, we're going to start with the White Sox and the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Everybody right now is 2-0, and oh, and I would say Tampa Bay took care of business at home. White Sox get to go back to Chicago. Now, who do you got in that one? Well, I heard the comment about now it's, uh, we get the chance to go home and play some real baseball. I, uh, I think there were some comments about playing indoors and having the fact that uh, the elements aren't involved with uh, playing in the stadium. So, hey, I'm uh, looking for Chicago to show up uh, and, and probably put out a valiant effort. But in the end of the day, I look for the Rays to move on. I think they uh, dropped the devil out of their name, and it really, really uh, has paid off. Uh, the Rays are, are here, and they're doing well. So uh, I'm going to pick the Rays. Okay. Now we got the defending champs, and they are the nemesis of the Angels, I would say, because the Angels have just been getting beat to death by the, the Boston Red Sox there. Now they are up 2-0. Now this is different because Boston, as defending champs, they went on the road and got two. So uh, what are you looking like here with, with Boston? Are they going to go home and close it out? Don't Tootsie Rolls come in that special package and then you twist it up? It's a wrap, baby. That's wrap. It's a wrap. The Boston moves up. I love it. Okay, we got the Brewers, and, and that would be Milwaukee for those that don't know. We're not talking about uh, a real brew. And the Phillies. Phillies take two at home. Now they go on the road. Do the Brewers do anything in this one? Now, this is a different uh, situation here. I look for the Brewers to, to step up and really take advantage of their of their home field advantage uh, and, and that opportunity for CC to, to show up big for them. So uh, I'm going to go with the Brewers in that one. Wow. Okay. So now I'm an undercover, obviously Manny Ramirez, love him, but I love Joe Torre. I was mad that they got him out of New York, but I'm happy to see him in Los Joe Angeles. Joe out of New York? Yes, he is in Los Angeles. Got to pick up a black, all-black Dodgers hat. That's going to be beautiful. Dodgers go on the road, get to, and they're going home to L.A. Do they close this thing out or what? Hey, you know, it's about to be bananas in Los Angeles, and this is a pulse of L.A. right now, as you could imagine, uh, with, with obviously uh, the presence of Joe Torre and what he's done as a stabilizer uh, in their franchise uh, prior to the uh, uh, Manny deal. Uh, once Manny got on board, it's... Uh, it's it, it, the stars are it's it's perfect. It's a perfect situation for them. A drop top, your dreads, do your deal. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, it's gonna be L.A. y'all. <laughs> L.A. all day. So we're, we're gonna wait till they move to the next round to to get your World Series pick. We're gonna let that simmer a little bit. Tampa, Boston, Dodgers, and the Brewers. You heard it here okay. with the whistle. Right. Going to the NFL, obviously headlines. Lane Kiffin. Fired by Al Davis. Talk to me. Fired. That's bugged out, right? No, for real. Hey, it's a situation that was uh, we've seen in the making. Uh, it's kind of uh, ironic that the, these type of coaches uh, uh, come through such scrutiny uh, uh, from their their owner. And the fact that uh, I remember the, a few years ago people were talking about the fact that owners being on the sidelines in terms of Mr. Jerry Jones down in Dallas, uh, his, his presence has no – it doesn't even hold water compared to what's going on in Oakland. So, uh, hey, I, you know, I'd love to talk to Coach and ask him what he thinks about it. I'm sure that uh, it really hurt his feelings uh, to – to, for security to not a, not allow Mr. Kiffin in and say goodbye to his teammates as he was fired and told that he was no longer uh, permitted on the premises. So, uh, hey, it's a different type of firing. But, hey, that's what goes down. And uh, the big thing is let's see what happens with his money because I was told that he was not going to get paid. So uh, let's uh -oh. see what goes down with that in subordination, y'all. Let's see. 
That is always a big thing. So we'll, we'll keep our eye on uh, Raider Land, as we will call it. Now, Green, we're going to go into your weekly picks, but I, I wanted to get a comment on Green Bay QB Aaron Rodgers. Shoulder dislocated, sprain, what do you call it? Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Well, uh, as of right now, uh, the team has his uh, game day decision, which always means that he's a possibility or if he's uh, within the confines of taking the shot, <laughs> we're going to put him out there, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, uh, it's really unfortunate. And the big, big blow is that the number one rated quarterback right now in the league because of last week and his six touchdown passes is – you guessed it, Mr. Brett Favre, which uh, doesn't hold well for a lot of, I'm sure, uh, Green Bay fans, seeing that he didn't miss a game in, what was it, uh, 15, 16 seasons? Oh, my goodness, that is ridiculous. We're talking about Green Bay. Let's jump right in. Atlanta at Green Bay. Who do you got, Wizzle? I got to go with Atlanta, their number one rushing attack, uh, and obviously the question with Mr. Aaron Rodgers. But if he does play, they do have the number one uh, receiver in the league, and that's Antonio Freeman. But, hey, I'm going to have to go with Atlanta in this one. They've been playing well, and uh, I think that their franchise is trying to regroup and, and, and do some good things. Now we got Chicago at Detroit. Detroit has not won a game. I know Chris Weber is out there someplace scratching his head, but that's okay, Weber. What do you got, Chicago, Detroit, on this one? You know, I've been going back and forth on this one, and probably the betting man would say Chicago. But without a doubt, uh, there's been some changes in the front office, obviously, with their uh, uh, their front man <laughs> taking a step down and getting the boot. So uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Detroit the nod in this one. I think they're talented enough to pull off a win. And obviously, uh, Kidna hasn't been putting up uh, winning numbers, but he's been putting up great numbers and enough to win. But uh, a turnover here and there, and I think they can get a, get their first win and try to get some momentum going. Now we Detroit. got San Diego. At Miami. Now, this is an interesting one. What do you got there? Miami uh, could be a betting man's pick. Obviously, you're playing down there. But, hey, I'm going to go with San Diego. They're playing well right now. They came off a, a pretty good week, and they've been establishing some momentum, which is very important in the league. And, uh, again, establishing momentum with talent. So they're uh, vastly talented, and so I look for them to pull this one out in Miami. There you go. Now, we got our Hawks at the defending Super Bowl champion, New York Giants. What do you got? Can the Hawks go and make something happen? Finally, we get Branch and Ingram back. I mean, uh, the Seahawks get Bobby Ingram and, <laughs> and Branch back. Uh, Hey, I'm going to pick an upset in this one. I, I, we got a, a, a top-rated, top-five uh, rushing attack, and uh, defense has uh, showed some, some lapses as far as passing the ball and on the defensive end for the Giants. So I'm going to go for the, the Hawks to make an upset. And uh, I'm still wondering if Mr. Corin Robinson is going to play, but that will be an added bonus if he does. But I'm going to go with the Hawks with an upset. Okay. Tennessee at Baltimore. Another game that's tough. Uh, we're talking about the top-tier uh, defenses in the league, uh, number uh, three and two, or number one, excuse me, uh, uh, respectively. But i got to go with Tennessee in this one. Uh, uh, Baltimore, uh, they, they came off a, a very tough physical game uh, last week. Uh, it lost a key position in cornerback Samari Roll, and his uh, probably going to be out for a month, so uh, they're going to have a, a rookie back there trying to back him up. I'm going to go with Tennessee in this one. I think they've been playing pretty solid, and uh, and their defense obviously turns, uh, gets a lot of turnovers. So I'd look for Tennessee to come up on the positive side. Okay, we got Indiana, Indianapolis, excuse me, at Houston. Now, Indiana, they, they haven't really been there. They're flying under the radar, not doing too well. But uh, Houston is a team that you talk about a little bit. Who do you got in this one? You know, I, I I like Houston. They like what they're doing. Um, obviously, uh, you got a driver at the helm of the team, and he obviously knows his playbook inside and out. And I'm referring to Mr. Peyton Manning. Uh, anything can happen, but uh, I'm going I'm going to go with Houston this one. They've been uh, starving for uh, the opportunity to get their win. So uh, here we are. I'm going to go with Houston in this one at home. Casey at Carolina. 
Big game. I'm going to go with Carolina. KC uh, really, really uh, upset me last week. But, hey, I'm happy for him because I am a Herman Edwards fan. Uh, and so, uh, you know, hey, I'm just being honest. I'd like to see uh, every brother succeed, if you know what I'm talking about. So, uh, But uh, I think they're going to take one on the chin this week. Okay. Now, we got an interesting one here. Washington at Philly. This is going to be an interesting one. I want to hear who you got here. It's Washington at Philadelphia. Okay, uh, another tough match, as every matchup has been uh, so far in the NFL. Uh, we're talking about Mr. Jason Campbell, no turnovers, which is impressive under a, a brand-new coach, brand-new regime, and coach and playbook. Uh, and he's going against a very, very tough team, uh, obviously, in what Philly can do. And they are getting Westbrook back this week at home, so I'm going to go with Philly at home. All right. Tampa Bay at Denver. Came the call. Uh, Tampa Bay come out, came off a great win last week. Denver came up a little bit on the short side, but they are back home to refresh, regroup. I look for Denver to, to pull an upset this week. It's going to be a, a, a shootout. Ooh. Now, uh, Cincy at Dallas, Ocho Cinco says he's going to go to the star after he scores a touchdown, man. What do you got since he had Dallas? You know, this is another game. Obviously, you could go back and forth, uh, and I'm, you know, obviously torn between the type of results that can happen from this. But, hey, I'm, I'm going to go with – Cincinnati in this one Ooh. to uh, to get the upset. Obviously, uh, they're going to be a, a a huge uphill battle. Uh, you're playing in Dallas, but I think there's a lot of internal problems with Dallas. Aside from the fact that their defense isn't really uh, the type of defense that a Super Bowl team would carry, uh, I'm gonna go with Cincinnati and the fact that they're getting their another another receiver back, uh, Travis Henry, or excuse me, Chris Henry, uh, uh, this week as he's no, serving a four week uh, suspension, and not Travis Henry. I'm sorry, Travis. There you go. Buffalo at Arizona. Is your guy back in Arizona taking a big hit last week? Anquan will uh, be out. Um, obviously, he was trying to request the, the doctors to give him a notice that he could play, but he's going to be out this week, and it could be maybe next week or a couple a couple weeks for that to be said. But I do look for Arizona to get a win at home as they have been playing well. They've been putting up big numbers. I just think they needed to get home and regroup, and hey, it gives another opportunity for some of their great young stud, uh, young receivers that they have to get out there and show what they got. So I'm going to go with Arizona. Big, big call. Buffalo gets their first loss. The whistle says New England at San Francisco. I'm going to go with Frisco in this one. Uh, they've, they've obviously been playing well. they got an underrated defense. They're very physical uh, in terms of uh, the 49ers. And their offensive coordinator, I think that he's out to, to – to, to, you know, let his name be known and recirculated within the league in terms of his offensive genius and his prowess out there. So I look for Mike Marks and his uh, 49ers to come up on the positive side against New England. There you go. Pittsburgh at Jacksonville. Another tough one. Uh, obviously, Pittsburgh got a great upset last week. Uh, they're having, obviously, huge problems at the running back position with their starter and their backup down. Um, so they got a Another running back in there, and I look for them to pull a win out with their defense and the uh, experience of Mr. Roethlisberger at the helm at quarterback position. So uh, I'm looking for the Steelers to come up on this one. There you go. Monday night football, we got the Minnesota Vikings and your running back, Adrian Peterson, at New Orleans, and your running back, Mr. Bush. This should be a showdown. Who do you got in this one? You know what? Uh, New Orleans finally got on the map last week and got a win. Um Obviously, Mr. Uh, Peterson is going to do well. I expect him to have another 100-yard rushing game in terms of him reaching his uh, personal goals. But I think that the struggles that they're having at quarterback position in terms of having somebody to be regular uh, is huge. They have uh, pretty good receivers. They actually have some uh, excellent talent at the left side of receivers. So, um, you know, it's going to be a toss-up. But, hey, i got to go with them Saints, y'all. 
gumbo will be cooking the wiggle okay. says. Now, Wiggle, I got before we get out of here, I I gotta ask you, you are a mixed martial arts fan. We got tonight, nine o'clock, CBS, Ken what? Hamrock versus Kimbo Slice. Who you got, man? You know what? Conventional <laughs> wisdom would have you always vote for. The guy who looks like he's most suited for this type of environment. But hey, and 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 not discrediting the next opponent. Ken Shamrock is obviously somebody who's been involved for a while, quite some time. You look at his body, you can tell he puts his time in. So he's obviously some type of freak in terms of uh, you, you do you have to be a freak in terms of like wanting to get it done and I'll, I'll put my time in and make sure I'm doing it when somebody else is sleeping. So, uh, you know, but he's going to fight somebody who was homeless and they got a haircut like uh, uh, like Doug's in mine. So, hey, I'm going to go with Kimbo, man. He got hair on his back and all that. Please, this is brother century. This is about to go down. He's about to knock bruh out, man. Kimbo, man. Now, can you guys wait? Can you guys tell us what mixed martial arts is? Because I don't know. Wizard, would you say mixed martial arts is get down however you got to get down? Is it down? like fighting, kicking, scratching, it, biting? Well, no, there's no scratching. There's no oh. elbows. <laughs> But there is a, it's just a, a mix between boxing, uh, uh, some floor techniques in terms of uh, tie fighting, and some submission holds, and uh, kickboxing, which can is you very entertaining. Can you stick things in the other person's ear? Can you bite the other person's ear? No, can you stick things down in their ear, like in their eardrum? Can you put stuff in their ear? Well, if you have something in your mouth, I'm, I'm sure if you had like a, a, a gel tab, if you had a gel tab in your mouth and came out with water in your mouth, I'm sure you oh, could inject it. The Wiggle says Kimbo Slice, everybody. CBS, 9 o'clock tonight. Don't miss it. Wiggle, as always, we enjoy all your picks, all your sports insight. And until next week, same time, same place. And a tribute for Kimbo, I'm having gumbo with a tuna melt with a slice of Swiss. (laughs) Thank you. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) You can't take him. And everybody, we are going to jump right into beauty and fashion, okay? And today I have for the ladies, I have large handbags. They really do come in handy, you guys, and you can put all your stuff in them, including your umbrella, your makeup, your gloves, your organizer, your wallet, your keys, your gun if you have one. Uh-oh. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Anything that you want, you can put inside. They are very fashionable and made to carry in the winter. So definitely, ladies, definitely go out and get a nice Big, large handbag. You can put lots of good stuff inside. No question, and for everybody, not just the men out there, I have multivitamins. Yes, there are many names and makers. Find one that is right for you. With the on-the-go lifestyle, this is the way to get all the vitamins and minerals that you need. Most definitely. And then I have my other tip is pajamas. They are the forgotten attire that sometimes overlook when discussing fashion. So my picks for this week is a great pair of jammies. Flannel ones are great. The thermal kind are great. You know, the sets, you can get the top and the bottoms. You know, and me, I'm a person that likes to mix it up a little bit. I learned that from my husband. You don't always have to match from head to toe. When I met him, I was like, okay, my shoes need to match my shirt and my pants. They need to have a correlation with the ribbon in my hair. We don't have to do that, you guys. You can definitely mix it up, and you will bring some nice fashion and some nice flavor to your outfit. So just be different, you know, mix it up a little bit. So I might put an orange pajama top, thermal pajama top with some gray pajama pants. It just depends. But they are the hit the you can't mess with it fashion accessory to have this winter. It's cold out there. If you're from Seattle like we are, it's rainy, it's windy, it's wet, and it's freezing. So you got to stay warm, get you some nice pajamas. No question, baby. And keeping it for the gentlemen out there, I have a witch hazel. Now, again, let me say that witch hazel, W-I-T-C-H. H-A-Z-E-L, Witch Hazel, which is an astringent to clean your face and head after shaving. No burn like alcohol, but you got to give it a try. This is a big one to everybody out there. I'm telling you, check it out. We're always giving you insights into fashion, health, beauty, 
much, much more. It's always and I got a- something for them, too. We're getting a lot of emails, you guys, and there's people in the chat room right now that's saying, wait a minute, what's the subject change? Let's talk a little bit more about, you know, the noncommittal mate. So we got about six minutes left, and, honey, what's a couple more tips that you would give them? they really enjoying this part of the subject. This is something that means a lot to them, and we definitely want to, you know, cover it a little bit more. I'm going to tell you guys real quick. I'm going to run over it a little bit real fast. Before we end the show, I want you guys to go out with these thoughts. Quickly, here's some of our suggestions. Communicate, honesty, unconditional love, friendship, and stability. If you got those five main things, you should be able to work out anything. No question. And we also added compromise to that because mm-hmm. you've got to learn how to work with each other. And that's where the communication, the honesty, the unconditional love, friendship, it all kind of comes together. We call it the yin and the yang in our book and talk about how each each other makes the other person whole and feels in. Because you may be a communicator and your mate may not, but you can show mm-hmm. them how that they can step their communication game up, which helps both of you guys in the long run. And that goes vice versa because in some areas you might be a lot more stable than your mate and you help them with the stability. So it goes back and forth in what we call yin and yang. That's right. And, again, um, we got a call from somebody and they wanted us to play a certain song. So I'm going to play it real quick for you guys because I guess it not only touches us, but it touches pretty much some of our listeners as well. So I'm going to play this for you just for a second so you guys enjoy this. Here we go. Beautiful, and that's what we're talking about, y'all. So if you guys are having problems with your mates and you want them to commit, tell them to listen to our radio show. Call them up, click it on, give them the email address, whatever, and tell them to listen to it and tell them to listen to the whole thing and you get to that part. And that song is going to sum it all up. Let's get it on. Let's get our relationship on. Let's get it going. Let's, you know, communicate. Let's commit, and let's do this because it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to be in a committed relationship. And once again, it's that time, you guys, that we have to say we appreciate you all. We enjoy your company. Feel free to call us like you guys are doing. Listen on the show. You can jump in the show. We we welcome you, too. We welcome your thoughts. If you guys got some ideas that you want us to cover, some shows you want us to do, email us, okay? We're here for you guys, and thanks again, our friends. Until next time, have a good day, have a good weekend, and have an even better week. Peace. Respect.
Really weird. 